Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. everyone welcome to Slamfire radio episode 446 today is march 10th 2022 i am one of your hosts kyle i'm another host mo i'm kelly i'm another host adriel hello hello how's everyone's week i think we should get into what we did in guns this week (laughs) yeah probably should (laughs) it's almost over over. yeah (laughs) thank god uh So what we did with guns is brought to you by the Calgary Shooting Center. And today we're going to go over the M Carbo Savage Axis Pro Trigger Spring Kit for $29. Sweet. That's the one to get. If you got that Savage Axis combo from Cabela's for like really cheap over Boxing Day holiday, that's the one you want because that'll bring it down to like yeah, I put one on my kid's rifle. It's scary. Like put one on mine because like and it's twenty nine bucks. Gotta, Come on, gotta make right? such a it's, yeah. well, like twenty nine dollars. Like, <laughs> the Savage One and the Savage Two. The Savage Two has the Accu Trigger. Savage One, or sorry, the Axis uh, One doesn't. Um, you don't need it if you get that spring kit. It's it it makes the rifle incredibly crisp, and uh, that trigger is very light. Nice. Okay, so go to Calgary Shooting Center if you want to get your hands on one of those. And the price is definitely worth trying it out, anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's start off with Adriel. What you do this week? Oh well, uh, one thing I learned this week today I learned or TAL Three Gun Nation is like super dead. Like it was kind of really? dead before. Like there wasn't really a lot of people shooting it. I knew I knew of like one or two clubs that were doing matches with, and uh, it's just like dead, dead now. Website doesn't resolve to anything. Really? Yep. Um, yep. Yeah, yeah, huh. it's, it's dead. They give up on it. So um, that was news for me. I think the last time we talked about three gun uh, three gun rule sets, uh, the last time around, like we we had someone that, that was repping three gun nation because they they ran their their events as as three GN rules, um, yeah. and now it's just toast. I guess you can yeah. still use the old rules if you want to. Just go out yeah. on it. Yeah. 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 Well, that's but, sad to hear. Um, uh not really They're... because like i i think that um one of the things that that we talked about on the show um previously is like three gun has to get closer to like the same rule sets so if it's uml yeah, right. and and uspsa yeah. multi-gun and that's all there is then that's a better thing um I, I think that we should simplify some of the rule sets so that they're 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 just those are the only ones we have and we don't have like four or five out there um yeah. and then Kdex or Oryx sent me sweet this baby cool stock yeah. to uh, to review. Now I've been eyeing one of these up. I had um, uh, at the time when I was building this guy out. This is my LDR like Gray Birch uh, LDR uh, receiver, Gray Birch sixteen inch uh, barrel, and a bunch of other like Gucci parts on this thing. Um, when I was building this ten twenty two, 
I was looking at stocks and um, I looked at the orcs and I'm like, ah, maybe, maybe not. And I ended up getting the Magpul Hunter just to keep it simple. Yep. Um, but I, I really like the orcs and I really like the uh, uh, the fact that it comes with a butt stock that's adjustable, grip, the fact that it's got like M-lock slots and all that kind of stuff. And uh, so they emailed me like, hey, you want to try one of these out? I'm like, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> the 1022 one. Yeah. <laughs> It didn't. Uh, it didn't uh, twist my rubber arm. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll definitely try that out. So they sent this one out. I think it looks pretty spacey. I like think it's so the, too. Well, I got especially yeah, it with this, the scope on here. It looks it looks pretty weird. But uh, when I put a yeah. real scope on it, we'll see. Um, I like that the cheek piece is adjustable because this will probably be used in maple seed uh, as a yep. loner. So nice. being able to to move the cheek piece up and down is good. And then uh, the buttstock is adjustable as well. But awesome. I probably won't. So MDT time. is also a sponsor for Project Maple Seed too. Eh? Oh, let people that. shoot it. Well, yeah. anyways, so Matt also the, agrees uh... with it. By the way, he likes the uh, orcs hmm. as well. Yeah, it's cool. I, I do like that um, that they've got polymer on top of the aluminum. So yeah. aluminum chassis with polymer on top. Um, yeah. If you shoot in Alberta and it's minus twenty, and you put your hand on a chunk of aluminum, <laughs> even with a glove on, it doesn't matter. It pulls oh, the heat out of your hand. Man. But, it, but like having a little bit of polymer here. What's really the weight like on it? Um, well, it's heavier than the, than the yeah. uh, Magpul stuff for sure. But that's what you get when you when you throw some aluminum in there and whatnot. Uh, I got an 870. I'm not going to pull out the 70. I've got Kyle's <laughs> 870 here. I've yet to go to the uh, range. I'm not going to go to the range this weekend because I'm uh, building. What are you doing? A, I'm building a gutter over this, this weekend. Yay. Mm. I went to uh, I went to Home Depot uh, with my Dodge Caravan and uh, and I loaded I, it up with a bunch I of. I saw that you spent about a couple thousand dollars eh, on wood. Mm, <laughs> like a thousand bucks. I think uh, after all said and done, it's going to be about a thousand bucks. But wood, okay. drywall, insulation, electrical, wow. uh, and a pre-hung door. Uh, I think I'm going to be about a thousand bucks just doing it all oh. myself. And well, actually, I got nice. I got a couple of buddy, buddies of mine coming out to uh, to help build it. But uh, okay. Oh, that was a joke, by good. the way, about the cost of wood, but you didn't get it. It wasn't. You weren't that far <laughs> off from actual. Two by fours are still ten bucks. Us like a little pricey. Oh. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. but you're going to be able to display all your firearms in a mm -hmm. beautiful way mm -hmm. and sit in mm -hmm. there while you podcast, and it's going to be mm -hmm. amazing. So. Yeah, well, I, I've kind of like right now. I've got this hybrid of like this work and streaming and, and video recording setup. Uh, I'm going to move to just having a workstation for work and then having like a dedicated station for uh, video and uh, streaming and uh, and that kind of thing and photography. Well, so that, yeah. it'll be nice to set up some like permanent lighting, uh, use this, uh, the bomb and uh, uh, microphone for this kind of a thing and the crappy one for work and then have like all that lighting and, uh, and like a crap ton of guns behind me. I was talking to uh, a buddy of mine, Mike, who's a, a carpenter and about like, racking and how to like cheaply Ooh. get like all these guns racked and he and he gave me a great suggestion which is take take a, a two by eight uh drill two inch hole saw holes in the middle all the way up and then mm -hmm. cut the thing and rip it in half and then boom you've got two racks mm -hmm. of uh uh of uh vertical storage right so mm -hmm. yeah for sure yeah yeah hmm. i like it so okay. i'm gonna do that um and then i've got my security for the room set up and uh like in terms of like how to keep make it so it's hard to break into and whatnot. So yeah, yeah, there is no um, 
there's no case laws as far as I'm aware of around that. It just has to be difficult to break into. So Correct. Uh, making mm-hmm. it difficult to break into. It has to be difficult, and... reinforced. Yes. But they, they don't the... really make any mention of like any practical no suggestions in there. Yeah. No. There's no specific. The, the, no specific. That's government though, we, right? We built like ours. They wouldn't, they wouldn't <laughs> say like, oh, make it so that there's this kind of wood or make it so that there's this kind of metal or this kind of con. They wouldn't like specify it because um that would be too much work so instead they just like yeah. leave it completely open-ended and uh mm-hmm. you kind of have to guess as to like what's what's hard to break into up for in- interpretation yeah yeah which is unfortunate but i'll make it hard to break into and uh, i can't wait to set up all the racking and have like proper like reloading stations oh that'd be nice a little reloading station <laughs> permanently set up some good lighting some spots to take photos of guns and just not having guns in cases or safes, just having yeah. it all up on the wall. That would be really nice. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, I did a maple seed shoe boss call and uh, I'm setting up events. They're selling out very fast. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, you win. Yeah. I'm <laughs> so far. Yeah. I think I, I'm glad you picked that up, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, we ended up opening up uh, quite late into the year just because like all of the all of the ones soon just sold out, completely yeah. sold out, and there's just no chance yeah. for people. So we opened some up later in the year so that people could still book in for them. But uh, I got some more events that'll be opening up soon here in the Calgary area, Central Alberta area, um, and hopefully uh, get some going in like Fort Mac and uh, Grand Prairie and just yeah, that'll be nice. all over the whole province. Oh, guys, covered. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyways that's uh that's about it for me what about you kelly so i was on the same call anyways uh but uh so from my perspective uh i haven't released the ontario yet uh but they will be up soon but i'm also actually helping out the rest of the country by getting all the stuff ready for them and my uh front door looks like right now my entranceway looks it's well it's almost impossible 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 uh because there's so much stuff for project maple seed there but anyways uh so she shoots podcasts we did that on tuesday night for the international women's day we also by the way we had linda uh, miller and keith cunningham from milcon uh they were talking about the mental marksmanship uh it was great to talk to both of them again god i love them um but uh from the aspect of getting women into shooting and keeping them in and then also how we can go from just shooting at the range but to really enjoying it and then taking it to the next level i thought it'd be a great topic to talk about uh we also launched a new target as well so uh for international women's day we developed target and uh, i printed off a whole bunch of them i'm gonna go to the kincaid ranch this uh weekend and shoot them with uh, a couple of people as well took off to sfrc as well because you know what it's saturday uh and took a friend of mine as well she's looking at uh, getting some new guns or she she's relatively new into shooting so she wanted to go and have a look at some pistols um recommendations she was looking at the uh, seized shadow too and then also she wanted to have a look at the uh, uh p320 as well the xp nah. Nah, but no point. It's pretty, so, so pretty. But uh, I did talk her into the uh, CZ just because of the fact that it's just going to be. She already had, she already has an MP9, but I said no, 
go with the uh, Cesar Chero because she wants to actually get into Black Badge and and do all mm. that. So you're gonna be, I'm gonna you're gonna be much happier with the Cesar. So um, that was her decision. And yeah, anyways, I uh, did want to talk about. So I put it in the event section as well, but I did want to talk about. There's a Kisip event. It's a women's event that's gonna be happening on the twentieth of March. It's a ladies uh, event and it's going to be happening up at EOSC, which is in Ottawa. So I kind of actually already talked about it, but there's more details in the event section. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyways, that's about it. I didn't get shooting, but I did a lot of stuff. I went out to the Kincaid Ranch on Saturday night as well. So did stuff with people that was with guns, but I didn't actually... Oh. When I went to SFRC, guess what I bought? I dropped a mitload of money. You know what I bought? What? Trigger Fishing locks. Gear? <laughs> Trigger locks. Trigger locks. <laughs> yeah, because I really like uh I I need a new trigger lock, one that goes through the actual trigger guard because of uh, the Wrangler. You can't really do uh I anyways, I had to go and buy some new trigger locks. Combo locks, right? Combo. Everything's a combo. Yeah, combo. Nothing. I don't own anything that's not combo. It because, has to be combo. Yeah. Keys get lost. So if you have combination, much better. Mo better. Mm. Anyways. So speaking of Mo better, Mo, what did you do oh. in this week? Uh, I went back to Ontario uh, for a visit. So I did a match at Guelph. It was just a level one, four stages. Okay. Uh, three of the stages went pretty well. One was a uh, weekend only and it's always a reminder of maybe i should actually practice live fire weekend shooting <laughs> once in a while and not just you know get to a match and oh it's a weekend stage and then it goes terrible i'm like Ugh. so what happened in the stage it was a short stage and i did bad because i was just like not accurate and too slow and it killed the score so and uh yeah okay. <laughs> but, so but the, but the other three, talk about it <laughs> but the no no because there was some no shoots and i hit the no shoots and that's okay no good so no good i'm going to talk to you what okay, did you I'm do ready. well How, did oh, you hit the uh, target? yeah no well the other three stages were i did well but okay so just, let's focus was, on those what did you do well um i'm moving better because i've been losing weight and i'm finding that it's helping so awesome. it's easier to not be a you know a less fat guy getting around and stuff <laughs> you're, uh my, you're my, spelt my, now let's look oh, at it from the positive uh, i wouldn't yeah. say spelt okay um, you're getting spelt not yet <laughs> anyways but um because i've been exercising too so i'm finding that i'm, I'm yeah i'm just getting awesome and the stretching because my flexibility was terrible which i mentioned before so uh, it's a maple seed then? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be ready okay. this year. I'm okay. totally going to be ready. Cool. So I'm not going to get a patch or anything, but I'm still going to Absolutely do better. Absolutely agree, too. <laughs> Why not? Do better... uh, I don't know. We'll see, but we'll see. And oh, this time I'm not going to come on a like a day after a match and, and in that heat. And <laughs> anyways, so um, yeah, so that was the match. And then after the match, I met a gentleman named Random Dave at a Tim Hortons. Oh, nice. And uh, we were there for a couple hours. So uh, we, we talked about a lot of stuff, like gun stuff and personal stuff. But uh, and he, yeah. term, he told me about the service rifle stuff more in detail. Mm -hmm. So I enjoyed doing that. He said he's a, he's a great guy. So mm -hmm. uh, we had a good, good long talk. Um, Did he bring you a book? No, no book. Oh. No. Okay. He did buy me coffee and a bottle of water. So like Sweet. it was yeah, very nice. It was pretty yeah. cool. 
Um, and then I reloaded some more ammo and I did have issues this time because the, the primers weren't loading and I mentioned before, now I don't get frustrated. I'm like, okay, what's the problem here? And so it wasn't loading them into the disc. Right. And, uh, so I figured there was probably a jam in the magazine tube. So I, I took it all apart. I blew, I blew it out, uh, reloaded some fresh ones in and then it was fine. So that's why I mean, like I'm starting to like, address the issue without getting like upset about it and just like fix it and move on and make the ammo and i'm good yeah primer yes. feed pads are like so sensitive to like loose oh, powder yeah. or anything gets in there and and the dylans are, are pretty good uh but the the lee pro 1000 like any little piece of crap gets in there yeah. and it is game over mm. and it will yeah. not feed a primer and it will pour the powder all over the primer feed path and oh. yeah mm. Frustration. Did, did you uh you have the Dylan six fifty, don't you? Six fifty, yeah. And yeah. talking about primer, all the uh, mm -hmm. sorry, powder, powder going everywhere is like oh my nemesis. Mm -hmm. Just mm -hmm. that stuff. Like I hate sand and I hate powder being loose everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so of course and it gets everywhere. Yeah, Did you get any yeah, upgrades to it. Uh I changed the um, you know, the um where uh, when the live primer doesn't feed and it goes into that uh that catch i, I have an, a different little like it's like a little baby bottle and okay, uh yeah. so that, that seems to catch them better uh, okay. i have the um the washers on the um oh i can't think of the name now so there's <laughs> the just a couple yeah the shell plate so a couple a couple of little things but and uh and it has been running better. So, like I said, now that I know how to fix things and address it right away, and uh, and I have to spend my, my my friend Louis tells me this all the time. I have to spend more time looking at the cases before I put them in the case feeder. Like I can't just like clean them and throw them all in there. I gotta like spend a lot because yeah, there was the ones, them. yeah, because there's the ones where um, they have them. I guess the military pocket. I forget what it's actually called. Oh yeah, and, yeah. Primer pocket. And yeah. uh, so they feed, but they don't feed like flat. They kind of protrude so i gotta make sure to get those out of the mix mm. next time right so yeah where are you getting um, crimped cool. uh like not a lot of you're uh, i assume this is for nine mil ammo right yeah yeah it's nine mil uh, you don't want to uh, cross I, that I, I i see it every once in a while at some some guys um in bonnyville shoot uh shoot some like old military crimped it's got the three crimp on the on the back there yeah. and those like will not take a primer afterwards but other than that like i think nine, most nine mil is pretty good for not having a crimp in it maybe maybe there's some army shooters on some of the some of the uh stages you're sh shooting though yeah must it must be um the last thing was i was supposed to be going to an interesting match this weekend uh that's near sherbrooke because it was going to be partially outdoors and partially uh, in a covered area and i was looking forward to actually shooting outside like my friend louis makes fun of me about wanting to shoot outside in the winter and i actually did want to do it but it just got canceled today because the area is supposed to get 25 to 35 centimeters on yeah, saturday we're getting, yeah we're getting so we can I guess All we right. can't shoot. I guess we can't shoot in a blizzard. So <laughs> I guess it's Bring a, a snow shovel. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what, what, what have, Mother Nature is doing here. It's just like weird. Yeah. You have weird. to high step to the next array. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's really it for me. How about you, Cal? Well, I wanted to add something that you're saying you're getting powder everywhere with your loading. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, check out. It's the Aaron Dondo. Um, 
it's just a piece of rubber that goes around and replaces a couple pins around your shell plate and actually touches okay. your uh, casing and keeps it from flopping around. Is it like a brush attachment? Because I had no, that, but I... I had the brush and I didn't like it. This is does this supposed to do the same thing as the brush, but it actually, right from your powder drop, it it's like a piece of rubber. And like I said, it takes, it takes up two of your pins on your uh, base there. And yeah, your shell just rolls across it as it goes around until you see, seat your projectile. Okay. Because I have the brush and I found that the brush would always start popping up. So there was like constantly like making sure it's in place and it was frustrating. Yeah, that's so. the Dubba Alpha or, or something. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. But yes. Uh, Aaron Dondo, that's... Aaron that's, Dondo, okay. I'll check it I out. I like that one. And then the low, low mass ball and spring for your shell index or your shell plate yeah. index. See, the other thing, too, is I'm using the CFE pistol powder, which requires more, whereas I was using the tight group <laughs> before. So I think I'm going to go back to the tight group yeah. after I'm done the big jug of it. So yeah. <laughs> sorry, continue. Yeah. yeah, But no, I just wanted to suggest checking Thank that you. out. Uh, as far as what I did, it's, it's been a week. There's been some ups and some downs. Okay, well, let's but, talk about uh, these. <laughs> so started working on Mo shotgun over the weekend okay. it's mm -hmm. still on the bench getting worked on i'll have that ready to ship out this weekend okay no you didn't accidentally yeah. cut it in half or anything that, i was just gonna say that was not, not yet, one of no. the downs right no that's <laughs> not one of the downs give it a little dremel kiss <laughs> along the along the side a little skate whoop <laughs> how many wait. how many pieces do i get back <laughs> how many do you want back <laughs> I was just waiting for Mo to go, oh, God, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> no, I trust uh, so, him. <laughs> yeah, no, that's going good. And we had a range meeting Tuesday night. Okay. And usually I kind of dread going to those, but actually was really good and good outlook for the year with events coming up and, and everything. So, okay. are, you that, are you going to be the new president? I uh, will have to wait for January for the election to find yeah. out if enough people elect me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We As of right now, I am going to run. Okay. I'm hoping to, obviously, if I'm running, I'm hoping to get elected, you but win, yeah. you never know. That's, That's how, how many elections months away. work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, okay. uh, so yeah, Tuesday night was good night, good range meeting. And then we get to the downs. Okay, and I mean, like, bottom of the dump downs. Oh. So yesterday, yes, today's Thursday. So yesterday, I got an email from the ATF, subject form six. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And I started reading it. And it was returned without action. Because Why? of the Kodiak. Oh. They said the Kodiak was non-importable. Oh. Now, mind you, even though I had said I sent Why? it without the FRT, right, pretty much right after that, I decided, you know, I'm already pushing it close, so just sent the FRT with them, highlighted my model, everything, just to make sure that they knew this is not an AR-15. It is legal. Right. So I got on the phone because I had called beginning of the week and got actually the direct line for somebody there. So I called this person and 
wanted to talk to somebody to go over why this was basically rejected. And she started going through it and she come up with, and I'm sorry, this is going to be a little bit of a rant here because I'm dealing with a government agency. So it's, okay. it's real fun. She brought up, well, it says it takes AR-15 meg, so it's an AR-15. No, just because it takes AR-15 mags, doesn't it? The reason for me sending that document was it says, clearly states not based off an AR-15. It's based off an AR-180. It is says right at the top, non-restricted in Canada, and tried getting the examiner and specialist on the phone, but they were in meetings, so I was told to send an email. To them, I'm like, okay, perfect. I got their direct email. No, it's the standard imports at atf.gov email that I got to send this to. Right. And she's like, well, you could resubmit. I'm, like, I'm supposed to be leaving Sunday. I don't have time to resubmit. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. So I, as of right now, mm-hmm. I have no idea what I'm doing. I got to talk to Craig here after the show and figure something out. I, I'm hoping because I wrote a long email tried i feel like i did pretty good at being professional in it but stating like i am disputing your guys's findings because i sent you a documentation that said this gun is legal in canada so it is not a permanent importation it is a temporary importation i will be able to get it back into the country yeah and laid it out word almost word for word and saying like I need this looked at and reversed now because I'm due to travel on Sunday. So, and I well, didn't want to bug him today, so I didn't call the ATF today, but I'm going to get on the phone tomorrow and see what's up and what I can do. Okay. Do you have your shotgun and pistol with a Form 6 on it? Or do they just reject the what? whole thing? They, they just reject the whole thing so for me to get my pistol and shotgun that that. is resubmitting they don't just say okay well these are good but don't bring this they say nope resubmit the whole thing but take that that off yeah so that's pretty much i had a whole other bigger rant planned and i didn't even know if i was going to rant about it but why not why not you're here yeah (laughs) It's not as bad as it could have been. I was I was fuming yesterday, but yeah, I don't blame you. No, sorry, was Adriel Phoenix? Phoenix, Arizona. Well, that's the first big match, and then Texas, uh, three hours east of Texas, is the second weekend. Mm. Where you Where are you in Texas? Uh, we will probably end up staying in Columbus. We're probably gonna be in San Antonio for a couple days before that match. All right. But, if you do need guns, just let us know and we'll put you in touch with somebody in San Antonio. Yeah. Yeah. I got to talk to Craig. He's shooting limited. So his shotgun, if he's cool with it, I know it's an M2. So yeah. that, that won't be a problem. I don't know where he shoots for a pistol. I mean, obviously I'd like to shoot my STI, but at this point I don't care. But the biggest thing, and like I said, I still got to talk to him. And yeah. I, the last 24 hour, well, 24 36 hours have been just up and down. Am I going? Okay, well, I can always borrow guns. Am I? It's just, just yeah, up and down. I think I'm going to try, if I can't, at least borrow guns. And that's the rifle is the big one because I 
I've never shot limited and on this trip we're going out to 600 yards and I really don't want to be having to push out to 600 yards shooting limited for the first time. Yeah. Just hose them. Just, I don't know, four feet, <laughs> six feet, eight feet, just keep pulling trigger and keep going higher until hosing at 600 easy. yards. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, accuracy by volume. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> so I guess we'll see next week if I'm sitting in sunny Arizona for the show or if I'm back in the grotto. <laughs> <laughs> no, you'll be fine. Go and even go if oh. you have to borrow. There's yeah. people down there that you can borrow guns from. And but that's the thing. I'm sure that. I could get on online and I know a bunch of people. I'm sure I could get some. It's just getting over the fact that I'm not shooting my own, your own. guns. Yeah, what you're comfortable with, yeah. Well, boohoo, you're so, shooting an AR-15 instead of uh, <laughs> a I was looking gun. forward to actually going down there with the 180 and actually hopefully doing decent with a 180 and having people like, what the heck is that? Yeah. They would, yeah. yeah, that would, they would, th it would throw them for a loop seeing that thing, but uh, I got <laughs> there's still no guarantee on how good I'm going to do, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. mm -hmm. Well, but. you know what, as I said, if you need some help in Texas, at least we know people there. I know people in Arizona as well, but well, I appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. And with that, I'm going to end my ranting and sadness. Sucks sad ending on a sad note, but let's get into upcoming events. An upcoming events is sponsored by Telos Alpha. Telos Alpha is a Canadian digital agency that works exclusively in the firearms vertical. They help with business processes, strategic planning, websites, e-commerce, and battling the stigma the industry carries with banks, merchant processors, and social media. You can learn more at telosalpha.com. I can yeah, do that. Pronounce, pronounce that first one. No, no, no. Kyle, why don't you pronounce huh? that? Uh, Kyle? That okay, go ahead. <laughs> oh, oh, geez. Okay. So the first one, uh, there is a black badge course at an, um, Club de Tier de Luendere. I butchered, but. I would have butchered it, it too. Cool. I just couldn't wait. <laughs> Let's see. Then you and yeah. here. Okay. <laughs> On March 19th, 20, I'm not good. 19th and 20th. And info or registration at info at dive we'll, we'll club. Good luck. Yeah, we'll post it in the show notes because <laughs> I I've butchered it enough that <laughs> sorry guys. Lano <laughs> Delier. Right? What? Lano Delier? Yeah, it's close. Yeah. The it's land close. of the Okay, how do you say it then, Mo? The butt butt land. She said it right. She said it right. That's how I would say it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so cool. Is that near you then, Mo? Yeah, oh, it's not far. Yeah, so anyone <laughs> interested in doing a black badge, go for it. Should be fun. Cool. Yeah. Cool. And as we've already said a few times during the show, Maple Seed events have started to be released. And the regional coordinators are also wanting to hear from you. So send them an email. Yeah, if you so, want to yeah. get Maple Seed out at your club, uh, yep. email us, email your club to put some put some pressure on those execs. Try to say, yeah, we really need a Maple Seed out here. And uh, and we'll find a way to make it happen. Do you want, We should get, just, okay. So just send it to info at mapleseedruffleman.com and I'll spread it out to whoever the regional coordinators are. Because it's, or you can put, yeah. Just send it to info at. That way, it's easier than typing in Alberta or 
BC, is it BC, BC, BC. or Saskatchewan. We've abbreviated some of them. Some of them we didn't abbreviate. So, anyways, so send them an info at Mipsy, and then I'll include whoever the province is. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, Jarrett saying there's a level three match at that club in Quebec on the 25th, 26th, and 27th. Oh, at CTM, the the club yeah. that's close to me. Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Dan Hennessy asked me if I was going to go to that. I, went, I think okay. it's I think it's almost sold out. So it was. I thought Anyways. it's close. It's no. close. Okay. Okay. And then there's the QCF Women's Range Day at Eastern Ontario Shooting Club on March 20th from 11 to 4 o'clock. $20. And there's... Uh, is that on their website there, Kelly, this poster? Yeah, so it's on the website for uh, the Carleton University Shooting Federation uh, Club. And then I think Yusuf is putting it on theirs as well. So Canadian University Shooting Federation. Uh, the, you can go over there. It's $20 fee. Uh, you don't have to have a pal. You don't have to have anything. We'll provide uh, the firearms. Uh, yeah. Guess who's going to be there? Hi. You are. I'm going to be there. So You're re- you're um, everywhere, though. So Yeah. Um, is that is it purchase ammo though? Did I see the ammo price? Yeah, there? yeah, you can purchase ammo. I think we're actually looking at that a little bit because I think that um, uh, there might be some available or some discounted stuff going on there. So we'll we'll talk about that. But sign up anyways for twenty bucks. Come on out and then you know come and shoot for That's ladies. Cool. It'll be awesome. Yay! Yeah. And speaking of ladies' days, Kelly. So. Okay. Yeah. I'll let Kelly do this then. No, you do it. <laughs> so Kelly, aka the CCFR Women's Division, is looking to support and sponsor more Ladies' Days. So if you and your range want to put one on, get in contact with Kelly or CCFR either at slamfireradio at gmail.com or info at firearmsrights.ca and set it up with them, get the package, guidance on how to run the event. If, yeah. if you're just a, a regular listener of the show and you're not a member of the executive range, what what should their next or their first steps be, Kelly? Should they contact the range exec and try to uh, feel them out and see if they can do a day like this? Yeah. Should they reach out to you? Which one do you think they should start with? They should start out with their own executive. And the reason is because uh, I can give them all the information and support that they need. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the executive need to be on board first. And not so the reality is uh, if you are going, the only way that we can really continue our sport is to make sure that women and youth are shooting um so board should be on board does that make sense yes so and and by the way we'll help you out as much as we can like we'll leave it we've got it down to um our guidelines and and stuff that you can it's pretty well laid out and we'll help you as much as we can so do you guys have like a brochure or even just general poster that has just general information that someone could take their to their club exec and say this is what this is all about yeah so if you go to the ccf website specifically and you go into the programs there they are listed there so and stuff that's available to them uh and how we do uh but if you want to actually send us an email i'll specifically lay it out on all the stuff that you can have specifically for a woman's uh day but i do know that uh tracy asked me recently uh, for the package that we have for the ladies day so that it can be transferred over just to a general, you can use it for just a general, um, uh, range day as well for newcomers too. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's okay. awesome. So yeah. Nice. 
And the reason why I'm asking these questions is so that listeners don't have any excuses. And if they don't yeah. have a ladies day mm -hmm. at their, at their range, now they know what they need to do next. They need to talk to their executive, yeah. get buy-in for a day, which I mean like range, range execs, um, they have to balance regular membership with getting access to the range and having enough days with all these events. So earlier yeah. on in the year is better, which means now is mm -hmm. probably a great time to reach out to your exec and, yeah. uh, Get them on board with the day and then reach out to Kelly and, and she'll give you all the stuff you need to hook it up. And you'll need yeah. other volunteers at the range. But once they hear what is going on and, and kind of what's happening with it, they'll get on board and you'll get yeah. lots of people who want to volunteer their time and help out with this thing. Yeah, that's one thing that I do find that uh, once we get in there, uh, soon as the ladies day happens right afterwards, people are going, you know what, we do more of these. I literally have executives saying, okay, we're going to book right now for our next one, uh, next month or next year. These are the dates we're going to have. And the people that are volunteering, mm -hmm. they're saying, this is amazing. I'm going to actually volunteer any of that you have in the area that you you need extra ROs for or whatever. So it's just the women's smiles are infectious. One of the things that I find that people are uh, less the executive from the executive piece, if they're the, they're not taking new members, they're saying, well, why would we do this if we're not taking new members? Well, you're going to take new members eventually. And it's not specifically about membership. It's about actually spreading knowledge and understanding within our community as well. And we start with women and children, basically. Yeah, some of those some of those women that come out might be like members of the municipality uh, government or something like that. Or maybe they have friends that, that are in there. <laughs> And yeah. uh, maybe maybe getting them out of your range right now is a good is a good preventative measure for them yeah. uh, doing some messing around with your uh, business license later on in the uh, in the yeah. future. One of the things that I do know before we move on is that women, once they get shooting, they are going to be the best advocates for you mm -hmm. and your firearms. Let me say yeah. that right now. Um, I'm a good example of it, but obviously anybody that I touch base with are, are new shooters. We just gravitate towards other everybody and we just get whole hog involved, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, the women's groups that I'm, uh, I'm involved with or I have, we're, we're going gang wrestlers. Look at Lady Guns. Lady Guns right now is having an event in uh, Calgary with ladies and they're doing it twice a, or twice a month now. So it's like, yeah. So anyways... I'll stop talking. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Get some women's events going at your, your range. Yeah. Hey, we're going to move on to the news and TACOM 2022 has dates now. Yeah. So apparently it's going to be September 9th to 11th. Yep. So it's a good time. Good I'm, I was a little worried it might be earlier in the years in the year, but uh, later, later is better. No, that was the, the last couple of times that it was on, uh, that was the week that it's the week after um, Labor Day. So that's typically when they do it. But it's a go. Uh, tickets are not on sale yet. So they will be released soon. So cool. cool. Great. Yeah. Great news. And we have a. I posted this. I don't know if okay. we really want to talk about it. Do you want to talk about it? I, I hadn't heard of this. This is. Oh, I saw the headline for this. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I posted it. It was with respect to the shooting in uh, Nova Scotia. They were talking about the RCMP. The RCMP actually, so part of the inquiry was that the RCMP had thought that uh, the shooter, we're not going to say his name, uh, he uh, shot himself, they thought, in the middle of the night. And that's why they almost 
stood down from their perspective. Smells um, like some bullshit. <laughs> so Why didn't you go? No, this is some straight up bullshit. Why didn't you go no. in? If if you thought this guy shot himself, you would go in there and like clear the scene and uh, yeah, uh, do more stuff. Not just so like absolutely. You go retrieve so the body. Yeah. Right. yeah. So what? The, well, it was in the middle of the night, right? And it's a Nova Scotia bush. Um, so they thought they heard, uh, they were hearing, uh, a series of shots. And then after a while they heard just one shot. So they thought he off himself. So they're really going, good. We'll come in. We'll find him. We'll do the clearing and all that as well. So, but no, the reality was that he had, uh, gone and parked behind his garage and there's some other stuff that was yeah. happening so the more that you actually read into there is a 57 page i think it's 57 or 59 page um, um part of the inquiry is available for people to uh read uh the part of it was they thought that all they all of his gun or not his guns cars were being burnt so they didn't know that there was another one Oh, there's all kinds of stuff that was. Was, was this there's so, so um, much? Was was this just something that happened in the moment, and they later like how long did it take them to correct that assumption? Like the morning, it, it, like it, well, they didn't I'm know just, until I'm the reading the I'm reading the quote here, and it says like, yeah. "Oh, we heard one loud crack. Oh, he just shot himself, and the gig is up, kind of a thing." Okay, so they um, they had thought that he, that he had actually shot himself, so because there was nothing else after that as well not until mm -hmm. the very next morning like late or later in the morning right so they thought it was just a, a crime scene after that they didn't know anything else so yeah but they didn't try to secure the scene at that point like they're, they're like there was there's so much them. wrong with this whole oh, yeah. thing like Again, this is just one article, right? There's not, yeah. there's other articles, mm -hmm. there's other things that are being pieced mm. together too, and stuff is starting to come out too. So, there obviously, there was a lot that was going on and a lot of deficiencies. So, yeah, yeah, but, anyways, okay, that's it. That's it. I put it in there. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, CCFR legal fund donations. We don't have any new ones this week, but. Yep. Court battle still going on. Still need some help because just because we have a court date doesn't mean that's going to be the end of it. It's mm -hmm. going to be long and drawn out and everything. So yeah. go because if you're not a member, go become a member. Go to their website, make a donation, whatever you can do, do, and help fight it. Basically, people were wondering what's going to happen if they have to give up their guns on May first and. And not and with the injunction that's in, are they filed in place? It's not, they pushed it back for the hearing to actually be, I think it's April 29th. That's really late, but I think yeah. that they'll have to put an injunction in place because one government's not capable or ready to actually take our guns. That's well, it. Isn't the hearing for the injunction on April 10th? They pushed it back. Oh, they did. Okay. Mm -hmm. I was reading an article. Maybe I should post that one. iPolitics specific to that. I one. heard some stuff about how they're doing the buyback. That that's bullshit. You oh, some will rumors be required and to post. show what the what the cost of the gun was through receipts or um, postings of marketing. Like they like you may have to prove the value of the gun to get the value of the gun. Right. Anyways, Which, I mean one of one of the ARs that I I'd, I would have to give up is. 15 or 20 years old. I don't know how I'm going to do that. Yeah. I don't have receipts from back then. No. Mm -mm. 
No, I don't have I the one. Thinking, if yeah, it was self-built and those parts are still available, it might actually work in your favor because go by today's prices, but yeah. Anyways, they have yeah. to figure that all out. They still haven't, so nor there's, I don't believe, that's just me. I don't believe yeah. that we're going to have to, there'll be an extension on it. And it, particularly because if they were having a decision, a legal challenge on it, why give up when the legal challenge is moving forward? This doesn't make sense. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, we've gotten to a little bit of a gloomy spot there. So let's go <laughs> back to new gun stuff. And new gun stuff is sponsored by Bolt Ash and Coffee. And we've been an ambassador for them for some time now. And their coffee is roasted in small batches and is some pretty damn good coffee. Uh, you can get it sent to your house by going to their website, boltashandcoffee.com, and use sla- the code SLAMFIRE. All capitals, one word, and get yourself a discount and some good Canadian roasted coffee. Uh-huh. Okay. Cool. Okay. Uh, the and first thing I've got on here is uh, a lot of retailers are flagging this out. Uh, get your primers and Bardol ammo and all that kind of stuff because things are about to get uh, more expensive. More uh-huh. expensive. Okay. Literally, what did you write here? Said shit uh, is going get to get your more expensive. Primers and Barnal ammo while you can. Yeah. Shit's going to get more expensive before long. Yeah. Shit is, yes. Yeah, yeah I saw a post uh, from a supplier here in Alberta and saying that some of the suppliers just aren't shipping it because of the situation in Ukraine. Yep. Well, Vista donated a million rounds to Ukraine. Um, I don't know what that does for us. It probably makes it like less uh, harder to get or more expensive just locally here. Um, but then there's also like primer manufacturers in like the Czech Republic and a bunch of those Eastern yeah. European countries like manufacture yeah. that stuff. And I bet they're going to start stockpiling. So uh, we're not going to be able to get that stuff here. And yeah, I their needs are a little that. bit yeah. more pressing than ours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I find this very interesting. I find the whole world interesting right now, especially specifically with Poland and Germany and Czech Republic. They're all... Uh, behind the Ukraine right now. So this is going to be People are asking Germany to march across Poland to go fight Russia. Isn't that interesting? What is that about forgotten history? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Moving on from there. Let me just share out my screen here and I'll uh, I will get the uh, the items. No, 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 no. I'm no? just looking. No. Which one? What? The GSG. Too late. <laughs> GSG with nine inch barrels are now yeah. available at Delask Arms. Wow. Nine inch from the factory, pretty much. Well, from Delask. Yeah. No. Nine inch barrels. No. That's cool. Hmm. That's cool. That is cool. Yeah, that's true. It's cool. <laughs> it's cooler wow. than the long ones, right? Yeah. 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 Anyways. Don't bring them to maple seed, please. That's all I'm asking. Please. Don't you won't do well. It's not a they, great maple seed rifle. No. You're not great. It's not. The mag's Even in the wrong the spot. To, to put your hand underneath, the magazine's right there. The reliability is okay on some, not okay on others. And the accurate, they're not just like, they're they're a cool gun, but they're a cool, like, fun gun, not like a, a yeah. marksmanship gun. Yeah. Absolutely. 100%. They would be a cool, fun gun to go blinking in the backyard. If you have a safe space to blink in, by the way, who's ever yeah, listening? Not in the city. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, not in the city. <laughs> not in the city. 
I've seen these show up at a couple of places. Um, we talked about them when they were announced that they were bringing them in, but now retailers are getting these. The RA Wolverine folding pump 12 gauge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did we talk about this already? Uh, when they were coming in, they weren't yeah, at retailers. It was pre-orders. They weren't open. Yeah. 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 I've seen a couple of people um, who have shown videos of these. And uh, one thing I didn't realize, guess how you reload the tube? Through the... You got to crack it open. You got to crack it open and then load the tube. Oh, no way. Yeah. There's a failing there, I think. <laughs> so, that's a what's the you know. retail on it? I haven't looked, I haven't pulled this up. Oh, it wasn't even now. that bad. It was, I like think it was like five or yeah, five or six. Yeah, oh. Okay, well, that's it. enough for a fun gun. Come on. Yeah. They're pretty like the so the folding shotguns are really neat because you can it, in a small case you can take those out backpacking or uh, or small game hunting or something like that. Now those are all single shot. This is uh, a pump, right? So you can hold a lot more shells, and it's it's got some more practicality to it. So it's yep. it, it is pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. Anyways, Just hope so, you don't have uh, to reload it. Yeah. Speaking about weird guns and crappy reloading, <laughs> Heritage <laughs> Rough Rider Rancher Carbine. Uh, 22 LR non-restricted 445 non-restricted cowboy gun. This is a revolver rifle in 22 <sighs> for 445. That price is real attractive for how weird this thing is. It is, is weird. Very now, weird. We all own Wranglers, so we all know how much of a pain in the ass it is to uh, take the shells out and put new ones in. Uh -huh. uh, same deal with this, but now we've got a long boy barrel on it. So, uh, well, maybe it's more accurate. Got a stock on it. It looks like someone took a revolver and, and grafted on some rifle but stuff. It's like a... It's more accurate until you use that sling for support. Yeah, don't yeah. do that. It is so, so odd-looking. I want that barrel down your pants. <laughs> <laughs> Just bring it right up. <laughs> Just like, uh, mm -hmm. No, it doesn't um, look cool. Nope. Marshall is sold out of these things, but but there are still some in country, and there's yeah. more coming in. This is cool. I think for four forty five, I might buy one of these things. That's really? uh that's that's a super interesting. That's super low cost. <laughs> I bet you, if you got one of these on sale, you bought one, and you messed around with it a bit, you could probably turn around and sell it for like four fifty, just as quick. All right, you're up. You go for it. Gonna, you go yeah. I'm up. All right, the next one. Uh, this only matters if you're into 6.5 Grendel, but uh, Spectre Ballistics has 6.5 Grendel, 145 grain full metal jackets for 18 bucks per 20, which is very inexpensive for 6.5 Grendel. Yeah, it is. Um, not reloadable cases, though. It's just steel case, but oh, if you need some practice ammo or something like that. The, most 6.5 Grendel ammo is like a lot more expensive, so it's nice to have like a, a cheap option. Yeah. Well, burner ammo, yeah. I had no idea what I was gonna what I was gonna see the Citadel Levtac ninety two. I'm like, oh, what is this? It's gonna be a precision rifle, right? No, it's a tactic cooled out. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, Win ninety four style rifle in forty four round mag or three fifty seven oh. magnum. And Where well, the hell are you getting all I'd be all over it. Hmm? Where the hell are you getting all of this? Canadian I saw there? a picture of this. Yeah. There's the uh, obligatory feet pick there. Some crushed beer can, <laughs> crushed <laughs> energy cans around it. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and the fake mm -hmm. suppressor and flashlight. And, uh, mm -mm, reflex red dot sight. Yes, yeah. yes. Because that just says tactical. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is Wolverine Supplies has the uh, 
attention to detail, I guess, when it comes to <laughs> how to how to properly stage a, a, a lever action. Or a rifle. That, oh my gosh. Well, they even said right in the title there, more feet. More feet. <laughs> more feet. Yeah, right up in the description attention. there, more feet for attention. <laughs> uh i love it you know okay. a lot of a lot, a lot of gun oh, shops used to be Jesus. like super stodgy and uh i, I like that they're not anymore <laughs> yeah. no you're right you're right yeah can we zoom in on i the like feet? that <laughs> not the feet the, the gun no. oh, okay. <laughs> i just wish it was forty five seventy. well i was just gonna say you can go and find that on only fans but anyways okay <laughs> i don't need to go to only fans for feet <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i don't need to know about your foot guy that that kind of show oh. bullseye north has uh some two two three and five five six in stock again it's going up in price uh, it is. So right now their winchester two two three is 809 per thousand uh their federal two two three is 899 per thousand so this stuff mm. did you i don't yeah. i saw recently that they were uh selling a powder and primer Powder and primer is that a really good, well, can better price? Do you know if it's still on sale or not? Mm, I don't. Hmm. Anyways, okay. Did sure. they have a sale? Did they have a sale on for powder primer? I don't see it. Okay. I don't see it. Go check them out. Maybe. Uh, yeah, I know they posted it recently. So, anyways, That's so on the ammo cost. Uh, it was down at the range one of the days this week here. We got talking and someone had said that they thought at one of the local shops they had seen some Winchester AA 12 gauge for like $110 a case or whatever. So, of course, somebody got on the phone getting ready to jump all over it. Now, what they just got a shipment in of Winchester, just standard target load, not even AA. Take a guess how much case. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. $150 for Winchester target load. Mm-hmm. Just cheap, oh. crappy target load. Yep. Not even their good stuff. As like, My mind was just absolutely blown. Oh, no. Um, Cabela's had Remington club target load uh for i think it was just under 10 bucks a, i think it was like nine nine bucks a box mm-hmm. yeah really it's they're a, out of stock now but uh, yeah i would have bet because it's yeah. been ten dollars a box for years so has it oh man i bought yeah. my lot I, I i filled the back of my jeep one time uh with like with stuff that was 650 uh per box i, I filled it like yeah. bending in collapsing the back of my jeep with uh, with shotgun uh, target ammo, that would have been like four years ago or something like that. So like I, I'm the rich guy who doesn't know the price of a banana right now. So you guys are talking about ten bucks a box? I'm like that's outrageous! I'll never well, I don't pay even that. talk about boxes. I usually buy cases, but and lately I've just been buying through the club, so I get the club rate. But even the club rates getting to the point where we were paying like three years ago. It's just insane. But let's move on to the main topic. Hey, everybody. So we're getting into the main topic tonight. We'd like to welcome Matt, uh, Matt Robinson from the Everyday Marksman. Hey, Matt. Thanks for coming on tonight. Uh, My pleasure. Thanks for having me. So I just have to let you know I'm a big fan. I've been listening to your uh, backlog. We were chatting a little bit about it before we went on the air tonight as well. But uh, so I found you 
funny enough, I found you because um, something called Maple Seed. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. But I, I do, actually. It's funny because I have a bookmark open in my browser right now for Maple Seed because it's a database of a bunch of targets. And I'm like, these are really good targets to use. Yeah. I'm awesome. Challenges to use for these. <laughs> Anyways, so the reason why, or how I found you is because uh, is our uh, Canadian University Shooting Federation for the Women's program anyways long story short uh when i was uh listening to your podcast i heard you talking about apple seed down in the u.s and i went oh you know what i'm gonna reach out to you and see if you want to come on because we can talk about marksmanship but then i started also looking at you know some of the um some of the podcasts that you had but then also looking at well okay before we get into all that why don't we talk about you specifically what's your background Where do all you right come from? okay so the entire background, like all the way back to the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Um, when you were it. born, maybe a little bit <laughs> yeah, earlier. So, yeah. um, you know, you know when a, right when from a, conception, you know, <laughs> when a man no, and woman no, no, love no. each other, they, they tend to no. Uh, so going back, uh, my name's Matt Robertson. So um, kind of the basic story goes back to, uh, I was in military. So I was born and raised in South Florida, but nobody cares about the entire history. Uh, my background's a little different that I've always been a shooting nut. Um, okay. And it's kind of gradually escalated from there. But uh, I spent a good 10 years uh, as an officer in the U.S. Air Force, but my specialty was nuclear weapons. So cool. I was an ICBM operator, hence we were talking about being stationed in Montana. So I was right. the guys down in the hole with the keys to launch the nukes. And, um, you know, through all of that, I, I've learned quite a bit about, you know, mental precision. Mental acuity is a pretty high, high demanding job, but also quite a boring job. So you have to find ways to keep yourself occupied. And having grew up in South Florida, um, hurricanes, you know, a lot of the big yep. ones, everybody remembers. I lived there through them. Yeah. So I've been there, done that. Montana blizzards, um, also the threat of nuclear war, as distant as it may have been at the time. Interesting today. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, you know, moved to California to become an instructor for the job I had just done in Montana. So teaching all the new officers coming through how to go do what I had done for several years. Um, and as while well, I lived in California, I, got, I started getting a lot more serious about, well, let's go from casual shooting and watching Magpul DVDs and doing little informal competitions to let's actually make a, like a serious go at this and put in the practice and learn all the little skills. So that's where I did Appleseed. That's mm -hmm. where I started, started the original blog of the Everyday Marksman, which yep. was more or less just my shooting journal <laughs> for practice sessions. And it's just kind of evolved from there. Um, no longer in the military, but uh, now I am a professional instructor. Uh, I run an instructional organization for a tech company, and um, just kept the passion. So now I can still do, still do shooting, still do the competing, still do a lot of the writing, uh, and trying to find ways to help people. That's awesome. Well, when I look at things, you said you started with the blog, but then you also you moved on to a podcast and your website. It's by the way, uh, it's very well done. The oh, writing that you do, you. the articles that you do are really well done, researched. Um, also, the podcast itself. Obviously, you have great sound. Sound great tonight, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> so, so you'll, you'll find ahead. I'm a giant nerd. That's that's what it comes <laughs> down to is I am I am a giant nerd. So uh, the website was first. Um, okay. I, I've always enjoyed writing, and that just gave me an outlet to to write about things I was interested in. Um, and because I'm a giant nerd, I'm like, well, how do I make this look better? 
I work at a software company, so I've learned okay. from I learned from our UX team of like how do you design better looking web pages and, and interfaces. I kept building on that, um, and and the writing has been great. Uh, it's gotten me. It's opened a lot of avenues I didn't even ever expect I would get to do. But yeah. the podcast came later when I said sometimes there's something I, I listen to a ton of podcasts. So why wouldn't I want to throw out, just get a microphone and start talking about the stuff I was writing about. And now, now doing YouTube as well. So yeah, I'm still working on the, I, I'm kind of weird in that. I don't just cross post, like whatever I do on a podcast or YouTube is not what's going to be on a podcast. And there's different, different things for doing different activities, yeah. but I haven't fully settled on what those, all those are yet. Yeah, I noticed that a little bit too. So when I said specifically your articles, some of your articles are available on your website, but they're even stuff you haven't talked about in your podcast, vice versa, and all that as yeah. well. So um, when I went into the website specifically, I looked at the philosophy you have spe specific to the everyday marksman. Do you want to talk a little bit about your philosophy while you get started and putting out the website? Yeah. So um, <laughs> I'm, I, I'm, I don't know why anybody would follow me, to be honest. I don't know okay. why anybody would listen to me. I'm not. I'm not a <laughs> professional shooter. I don't. I don't have national titles to my name. Um, I'm not particularly good looking. I don't. Uh, I, d I don't get people to send me the free stuff to go review. And here's the latest and greatest. Um, I just. I like shooting, and my philosophy yeah. edit came came that not going politics, but I, I've I've have you know been involved in the whole at least in the US, a whole Second Amendment debate yep. for a long, long time to the point where I ended up losing friends over it um, about 10 years ago now. Um, and it, it kind of got to the point where I realized the problem wasn't about being right. It was it was more a problem of people just don't understand. There was an education gap in there mm -hmm. that someone would look at like the collection of what's on my wall behind me and see, why do you have why do you have so many ARs? And why do you, why do you need that? And the point that's not the point. That's that's a that's a question of familiarity and and education and fear. So I got to this point of of realizing that I think what nobody was saying is there's more to all of the shooting and having it's fun for sure, but there's more to it than the gun. Yeah. That the marksmanship is one avenue towards something better, and the goal that kind of I had worked out in my mind was that we're actually trying to get people to be more confident, more self-sufficient. Just, you know, if something was to go wrong tomorrow, what would you do? And yeah. I think a lot of people end up in a situation where they don't think about that. And by nature of my background, I had to think about that a lot. So um, they don't think about that and therefore it's not on the radar at all. Well, what would I do? And I, I, I found that I had success in those conversations, just asking that kind of question. Mm -hmm. What would you do if this happened? Did you know there's a way you can learn how to do that better for yourself? You're not totally, you, you know, are a very capable person who is not totally dependent on the government to do something for you. You know, I'm not interested in going to war with the government someday. You know, that's, that's a, that's a theme a lot of people like to write about. And that's, oh, have at it. Not my, not what I'm talking about. What I mean is just the everyday aspects of, mm -hmm. in Canada or Montana, you got snowed in. You got stranded on the side of the road. You don't necessarily even need a rifle for that. But hey, do you know how to build a fire? Yep. Do you or do you know how to hike your way out? Do you know how to navigate somewhere to safety? If you have a rifle and, and hey, there's civil unrest as a problem, do you know how to use it effectively? Um, and 
to touch on the Ukraine thing, which is kind of the big yeah. elephant in the room, yeah. you know, I, I, I had a tweet go out about this whole thing where I said, what troubles me about this among many things, but is the number of people who are going to take away the message that when bad things are about to happen and some other country is rolling over the borders with tanks and the government is handing you a rifle. If this is your first time handling a rifle, you are way behind the curve. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, it's your duty to understand how to basic marksmanship, how to load, how to manipulate, how to have a basic kit. How do you stay alive uh, and then use that equipment in a way that's going to protect you and your family? Mm-hmm. And the time to learn how to do that is not when things are going drastically wrong all around you. It's way before that. And that's that's where I'm coming from. Yeah. Yeah. We were, we were joking around last week that uh, the government should pay, pay for uh javelin uh marksmanship uh with the civilians make sure everyone knows how to use this thing or at least to cut some people know how to use it so that yeah. we're ready because <laughs> they yeah. seem to be pretty uh pretty handy you know it's 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 a funny thing that i i this is an unfortunate trend of a lot of places within the shooting world that the, everybody focuses on hardware solutions to things yeah instead of software and by software i mean that you're what do you know how to do and what are you good at doing yourself yeah. uh, and a lot of people will go out and spend well I would just be that much better if I spent an extra $500 on that scope or that trigger or, or that, you know, whatever, when you would probably be that much better and more if you spent $250 on ammo to go practice. And, Correct. And um, good training to practice. Correctly. And good training. Right. Yeah. And where I think, you know, I had a, had a conversation with a USPSA grandmaster a few weeks ago uh, where we we're talking about pistol shooting and, and you know, the topic came up that, there is a certain point where most people, you can teach them the basics and the fundamentals mm-hmm. and you can get them to a point where they are good enough. Like they know how to pull the trigger right. They know how to, how to align sights. They know the basics that that's good enough that then should you need to, you can bump them the next 20%, right? you know, relatively quickly, but you don't have to start from zero every time. Yes. That's part of what uh, Project Appleseed was doing uh, with people down there. And also from the perspective, you were talking about the second amendment and not, um, but we're, it's a conversation that we're having a little bit more and more because of what's happening in the Ukraine. But Canada has been having this conversation uh, for the last little while prior to uh, the Ukraine because of some of the stuff that's happening here as well. Uh, the other thing that we have seen is with the pandemic, people are also wondering about, especially when things first happened with the pandemic, people were wondering about supply chain issues and different things like that. So it's what you were talking about previously about being prepared. What happens? What happens if you actually, there is a supply chain issue and you need to go and hunt. Are you able to capable to do that? So uh, your philosophy is one that actually is quite interesting. It's also about giving back to the community. You want to spread this information to people so that they have it and they understand, as you said, you're not an expert, but you're actually somebody else. It's you're an everyday marksman. You're the everyday person that's trying to put this stuff together. Yeah. Uh, and that's, 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 that's the key is, you know, you, you want, I, I don't think people of the gun world should have a monopoly on knowing how to take care of themselves. Mm. You know, that's something that you can teach anybody how to do. And that's beneficial to any, that's beneficial to a human to know how to protect yourself, how to yeah. find food, how to stay, survive. Well, there is, so I went through the website itself. And as I said, there's, you have your website, you have your podcast on there. You can listen to, you can listen to your podcast. Uh, you can read the articles, et cetera, but you've broken down the website into six different categories or topics as well. You want to talk about those? Sure. Okay. <laughs> um, 
so it kind of on the whole philosophy here. Yeah. Uh, the six topics, obviously number one is marksmanship. That's, mm -hmm. that's kind of the root of everything. Um, actually let me just listen first and I'll go down a little bit more specific. So marksmanship okay. equipment, um, skill set. So that's like your survival skills, physical fitness mindset, uh, and then kind of your resources and, and where do you go from there? Um, mm -hmm. marksmanship was first and my general belief on marksmanship is, is that it, it on top of being able to be practical, I need to hunt food. I want to win a competition. I want to protect myself. There's also, uh, there's been several authors who said this. I, I like to quote Jeff Cooper, but you know, he had this belief that when someone was a really good marksman, they were probably a good person mm -hmm. uh, because there's a certain level of discipline and mental focus that goes along with being able to do that well. Um, equipment is kind of, they go hand in hand with each other. And, um, you know, to be honest, it's one of those funny things is, you know, equipment articles end up being the most popular. Nobody likes to be preached of how to go do skills, um, but yeah. everybody loves a good equipment, a gear, a gear article. And I'm a gear nerd, so it works out. Yeah. Well, you and Adriel get along well then. So just saying. Okay. <laughs> um, so then we get into the physical fitness side of it, which is something that, again, I think gets left out a lot. Um, mm -hmm. and I'm not going to blame this on nature of the military. That's, that's part of it. Um, I've never been a particularly great example of physical fitness. It's an aspirational thing that I'm always working on. But um, I, you know, there's two sides to this. One, it's about being healthy and capable. You know, you could you could look at it from you're raising a family, setting the example for the next generation. So be healthy and fit so that you can keep up with your kids. On the other hand, there's there's aspects to it of survival. Um, yeah. I actually just posted this on a podcast on Tuesday with my wife where we, you know, there's research and I don't have the book in front of me that talks about, you know, the, the stronger you are, if you were to get into a car crash tomorrow and go on life support, how long you survive depends on how much muscle mass you have. It's directly correlated to that. Yeah. Um, it's like ballistics out of a rifle. You know, the fastest that bullet's ever going to be is as it leaves the muzzle and then gravity and wind will do its thing. So give yourself the best advantage possible. Yeah. And then third, um, it is about being able to, you know, get the job done. I think a lot of people imagine themselves as the port sniper who's going to sit up in the second floor of their house and anybody comes in 500 yards of my house, you know, okay. Um, there's a lot of things wrong with that, but one of those <laughs> is, is, uh, you know, when was the last, like people talk about buying all the gear, so I don't have it on the back of there, but I, I added this all up. You know, if you figure out, Again, AR, I'm an American, so American-centric. You figure out an AR-15, yep. seven magazines, water, food, medical kit, you know, all the stuff you're also going to wear. You end up somewhere around 40 to 50 pounds of equipment that you're wearing. Yep. Um, so the average person who's thinking like this, when was the last time they put on 50 pounds of gear and went walking for 10 miles? Um, if you talk to Canadians, most of them never. Um, oh, Americans are the same way. Yeah. So, so that's, you know, to me, that's why fitness matters. Um, yeah. is it's just not often talked about because it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. Um, set. So that's where you get into the things that are not necessarily shooting in fitness, but that's, you know, land navigation. So I know, I know Linda and Keith, we had talked about in my interview with them, we talked about, Hey, like would love to talk more about land navigation, not with GPS, um, having, compass. Uh, compass and map, map. you know? Yeah. Uh, how, do you know how to read that correctly? Do you know how to do grids? Do you know how to follow terrain features? Yeah. Um, I often tell people like by nature of where I went in the Air Force, you know, at the start of it, it was actually all one career field that nuclear weapons and space systems is all the same career field. So I was also trained as a space officer. I know how GPS works. I also know how it can be 
how it how it cannot work. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> if you're relying on that for your, all of your needs, you're gonna you're gonna be having a problem. Yeah. Um, Equipment fails, by the way. Yeah. So, yeah. oh, absolutely. So yeah. always have backups. So besides now navig- land navigation, I mean communications. I've got my radios mm-hmm. set up here behind me, but do you know how to communicate with people? Do you know how to start a fire? Do you know how to build a shelter? You know, hunters are good at this one. They can build blinds and shelters and things out of tarps, but a lot of people, especially in city dwellers, don't have any clue. You know, how would you keep yourself warm and protected from the elements? It doesn't take much, but you can do it. No. Um, yeah. So that's the skill set side of things. Uh, then you also, you know, small unit tactics and that that's all fun too. Um, mindset is the last one on there I'll throw in, which is what's your mental game like? And that was actually the interview I had with Linda and Keith was, was their secrets of mental marksmanship uh, book because your mind is so much of your success. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's not always in your gear. It's rarely actually in your equipment. It's in, in your mind of where are you at? Are you, are you, are you someone who thinks like a winner? Are you someone who believes you're going to survive? Um, one of my favorite interviews was with Mike Moore. He was a, he was a, uh, U.S. Army Special Forces SEER instructor. So SEER being a survival escape resist or survival evasion resistance escape. So, uh, and uh, we were talking about survival skills, and where he had he had a, a really funny quote in there that was, uh, you know, y- you have to know in your mind your willpower. You have to know that you're going to survive. You're going to get out of there if for no other reason than to piss off the mortgage company <laughs> <laughs> um, or your ex-wife. <laughs> but, yeah. Okay. Um, nice. but it's just that it's this mental game you have to play with yourself that it's not even a question, but you're in it and you're going to win. And I think a lot of people don't have that. And the, the, the counter story to that is a coworker of mine who we were talking about the zombie apocalypse one day, hmm. this is probably about three or four years ago. And I started posing, I was like, all right, well, you know, what would you do if this happened? Um, and of course at this point, people are starting to learn my interests and hobbies and, and know yeah. that I'm you know into the outdoors into shooting. Um, and he looked at me and he's born and born and raised in like urban Washington, DC. Okay. And he looked at me and said, I'm pretty sure I would just curl up in my apartment and die. Just whatever happens going to happen. And in my head, I'm just like, that's, that's sad. Like no one should put themselves, like think that that's all, that's your only option because you mentally haven't processed. You could do something else. That was one of the reasons I started the website also. That's awesome. People actually, when we think about it, so if you have one of those pieces and you're really good at it, let's say you're a good at the fitness piece, um, you also need to be able to have that winning mindset as well as you need to be able to have the skills and development and the resources available to you and to have those marksmanship skills or a combination of them so that you actually can survive because if not like uh, uh, there, I was listening to, I think it was uh, Jocko. And he was talking about uh, there was some people that were, they were Navy SEALs and they were up against some people who that had survived uh, Vietnam. And they were thinking that the Navy SEALs were going to actually survive this, but in the night, you know, the guys that were all fit and, and all that. And it was actually the guys that made it through Vietnam that that actually walked away from it because of the fact that uh, they knew that they actually had been through stuff and they can actually get through it again. And it's not all about fitness. You do have to put it in skills and you have to actually marry thing, everything together as well. I think that's one of the reasons why I was really intrigued by your website and your podcast as well is because you take everything and how it's all linked together as well. 
And then those conversations that you have with people, you have some really cool people on your podcast, by the way. So you had Ilya Cushion on there. He is <laughs> one of the funniest men that I've actually ever listened to. So uh, for those that don't know him, do you want to tell everybody who he is? <laughs> so Ilya, Ilya is a, I consider Ilya a friend at this okay. point. Um, we, we talk quite a bit. So Ilya is, um, has a lot to say also about what's going on in Ukraine. Yeah. Um, oh, but, I imagine, yeah. So Ilya is a Russian-born, um, living in America. Uh, yep. I won't say where. I'm not sure if he's published all that stuff yet. Um, but by trade, uh, he is an optical physicist. So he is he is one of those 50-pound brains who figures out how to do optical sighting systems for the kind of things that you would find on classified aircraft and stuff like that in the U.S. military and government. And he is also a shooting nerd like me. So yeah, he yeah. is much more into the optical side of things. And he is, uh, he loves to, he loves to bust me over calling me like, a, uh, you know, an air force guy would, would do all <laughs> kinds of stuff to him. So we, we've had some pretty good conversations. He, he is a wealth of information about optics and he does not mind whatsoever calling out when he thinks something is BS. If yeah. somebody's marketing something that he's like, yeah, that's not how that works. He will say it. And, I know he's made a few enemies in the optics manufacturing world as well, um, but also a lot of good friends because I know they're going to be straight up with him. Yeah, he is. He, you'll, he will give you the straight up on whatever optic you're looking at. And uh, I, from his collection, from what I know, he has everything. Some really um, interesting stuff as well. So, And as I said, he's hilarious when you start listening to him and he will call a spade a spade, basically. Mm -hmm. So oh, yeah. uh, who are some of your favorite guests? Oh, so going back, I mean, actually, one of my very first ones um, was actually I'm going to credit John with a lot. So John Simpson okay. was my very first interview. And a lot of those really cool guests I had after that were because they were his friends. And he was like, yeah, you should go talk to this guy, uh, including Linda and Keith. Yeah. Um, and so John Simpson's up there. And I wish I could do John better justice because I'm so much better at editing podcasts now than it was when I interviewed him. Um, you know, I would love to have him back and actually talk through some of this stuff again and do a better yeah. job, do a better job of it. Um, that one was great. Mike Moore, the Sierra instructor, was awesome. Yeah. Uh, oh man, now I can't remember everybody. You know, actually, so this is more recent that hasn't been on the podcast, but it's been on the YouTube channel. Is okay. I've had some really great conversations with Doc Larson. Oh, okay. He's so, a friend of mine. Oh, really? So yeah, yeah. Doc Larson from One Shepherd. Um, yeah. we've had some really great conversations just about you know kind of this uh, this aspect of what does it mean uh work so the project i've been working on is called minimum capable citizen okay. which is what is what is in all these areas whether it's pistol shooting rifle shooting survival skills physical fitness you know what is that minimum across the board that we should expect everybody to, to get to almost what we would have said boy scouts or or doing scouts back in the day was all about um, which everybody understands that was all considered an aspect of universal military training um, you know, it was, it was teaching these skills, especially to young boys who should a draft come, then they already knew how to do a lot of these things. Um, and we've lost that a bit. So we had a really great conversation mm -hmm. around mm -hmm. what are those skills again, and where should we start drawing a line for what do we know how to do with them? Oh man, I, I can't, I can't even give you some of my favorite, my favorite conversations, but I've had some. Okay. What about topics? What are you, what's your favorite topics have you had? <sighs> even in, even in the articles. Yeah. So the favorite, my favorite stuff I like to write about is actually 
the the skills side of things what are the things that you're you're probably not doing or that you th- you've always thought you should do but you haven't done it for for whatever reason um the ancillary things that nobody thinks yeah. about i mean i i i enjoy a good gear article like i said some of the most some of those popular ones on the site are you know how how to pick the right ar15 barrel or rifle barrel yep. or how to set up your load bearing equipment um and those are fun but that's the kind of thing if you put in the time, you can find that anywhere. Um, the stuff that people aren't writing as much about is the stuff I really enjoy. And that's the, like, what's it actually like to go out and build a shelter? And what, what, what do you learn from doing that? Um, I also really like writing the after action reviews. Like when I get to go to shoot a competition or do an mm-hmm. apple seed, um, writing out like, here's what I actually learned out of this, you know, and, and also highlighting when I, when I did not do well at something. I think that's always a good lesson to teach, teach as well. Well, we're going to talk about that a little bit. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> but one of the, but what I did want to say, not only do you write articles, you have other people write articles as well. And you yeah. had Allison, by the way, yeah. say thank you to her oh, uh, because she did a review on the Defender leggings. And I want to say thanks for that, by the way. Oh, oh I will I'll definitely let her know. So women appreciate other women uh, doing reviews as well. So no, no yeah. I, uh, she wants to do more. We just need to find more, more stuff for her to do. Awesome. Okay. So you did talk about Appleseed and then I did hear you talk about it a little bit on your podcast as well. So what's mm-hmm. your experience, your personal experience with respect to Appleseed? So Appleseed was one of those things. So I had to rewind the clock back to 2014. Okay. Um, so this goes back to 20, yeah, 2014. Um, and I was living in California and I had, I had heard about Appleseed and it was probably through, you know, whatever message board that I was trolling. I, you know, troll a lot of them quietly. I don't always post, but I read a lot. And I remember seeing the topic come up and I was like, what is this thing? I keep seeing people talk about. So I Googled it, looked up the program, like, oh, this is, this is, this is what I'm writing about. And keeping in mind, I had just started the original blog probably about three months earlier where I was like, I want to get more serious about, about my shooting. And what better way than go have like a, what seems like a great review of marksmanship fundamentals. So I found, I found one that was about an hour and a half away um, and signed up and went and did it. So I did it for two days. Um, <laughs> I, I went so far as to, uh, no, I think I already had it. So um, I brought along an AR-15, okay. um, California, Cal- California up. So 10 round magazines with the, <laughs> the finicky little like bullet button, which now, now they banned mm-hmm. that too. Okay. It's like Canada all over. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so you know, I I did all all the things they wanted me to do. I brought yeah. I brought along a um a ammo can full of of cheap fifty five grain, you know mm-hmm. whatever. Now everybody else there is running twenty two like Ruger ten twenty two. One yeah. guy in the first day had an AK. He didn't make it the first full day before they bailed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't make very many friends around me because they're all shooting twenty twos and I'm ejecting hot you know two two three brass at them all day, yeah. uh, and it was loud. <laughs> but it really was. A fantastic introduction into here's the Martian fundamentals. I love the storytelling aspect. Yeah, the three um, strikes. Yeah, the three strikes of the match. Like yeah. that that whole storytelling. Now, you know, to someone like me who's also a history nerd, like none of that was new, but the way it was presented in between in between each evolution of the staging was really really cool. Yeah. Um. So first day gets done, and I'm like this close to hitting to to getting to hitting getting the patch. I'm like I'm definitely going to get it the next day, so I go back in the next day, and um, do it all again. Do more training, more of it. And I still never get the patch. I, I think I get within two points of it. But one of my lessons learned out of that one was 
dehydration will absolutely mess yeah. with you. Um, I, I had brought along two gallons of water and failed to drink any of it over the course of two days oh, in no. the California desert. Yep. Ooh. So by the time I got about into the second day, about halfway, my vision was blurring up. Um, I couldn't focus anymore. And my, my scores just started going, going down because I just, I, I just couldn't do it. So that was one of my big lessons learned. Yeah. Um, so, but then I took, I took my lessons back from that and I kind of told myself, look, I took away the right lessons here. Like I, I'm hitting everything I need to hit and there were some things I could have done better and I'm going to do that. So I just kept practicing and kept writing about it and kept practicing and I need to go back and do another one. I bought stacks of all the targets. So, and I take them to the range pretty regularly. So I know I can do well with it. Yeah. I just need to actually go go do it again i'll probably take a 22 this time yeah it's probably a good <laughs> idea you've already got the you've already got everything under your belt let's just go and do it with the 22 and and yeah it's a little cheaper as well yeah especially there's something, these to be, there's something to be said about getting the practice in though with your yeah. like your chosen rifle whether it be an mm -hmm. ar i was just talking to yeah. someone who wants to come to a maple seed with a type 81 and uh, they were asking about that i'm like you can and he was like my goal is to get familiarity with this rifle okay you'll get there you it go. Yeah, <laughs> and that's actually yeah. so the difference between a maple seed, by the way, and an apple seed uh, is that we do one day clinics as opposed to uh, two days. Uh, so we crunch everything into the one day. We don't have the history, so we don't do the three strikes, by the way. Um, although I was an instructor down in the U.S. with Project Appleseed and uh, I went to the uh, I went and did the um, the tour in um, Boston. At Massachusetts, so uh, I actually did the second strike at the bridge. By the way, nice. <laughs> I, uh, I was oh, I was in Boston a couple of years ago for a work trip, and I took along my camera and like I I, I hate to say I shortchanged the customer, um, but I tried to get done a little earlier so I could go walk the Freedom Trail with my camera and it's take awesome, pictures of all it? the main spots. And it was yeah. just it was cool. Like, oh, here's Boston yeah. Massacre. Just here's the building. Here's the spot that happened. All right, I'm gonna go go to the church house and just yeah. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. If you can, anybody who um, is interested in history, go down to Boston, go down to Massachusetts and go and do that. Uh, it is an amazing, amazing um, tour. Uh, if you can get people that are familiar with the uh, Revolutionary War as well to go and do that with them. And yeah, anyways, um, but I, you, I, mean, I live in Virginia. So even here in Virginia, there's a ton of history. Yeah. So I, I yeah, work. Yeah. yeah. So um. PRS, you also did a recently, I don't know how recent is it, your first it PRS September, match. So September. Yeah, yeah, so it's pretty recent. So what was your takeaways on that? All right, so uh, the setup for that one is um, I had wanted to get into long-range shooting going back to 2012. So my, that's my first bolt-action rifle. It's sitting back there. You know, it's out of focus over here. So it's a Howa 1500 and 308. Um, nice. That, you know, sitting in a manor stock, bedded, dbm you know all the works and then did i ever compete with it nope because by the time i got done with it i i was they weren't in it it's it's a stupid honestly i kind of made some poor decisions i still really like the rifle though um but now ammo prices being what they are and i was like hey i i would like to try this out with rimfire so um there is a great shooting facility fairly close to me peacemaker national training center west mm -hmm. virginia yeah and um, they 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 were hosting a PRS rimfire match, so I had been writing a bunch of articles about using rimfire as a substitute for for long range training, especially with 308, because the ballistics actually work relatively close, just at dramatically shorter distances. Yeah. And 
I was like, all right, give it a shot. I had just built up my own rimfire rifle. So it's a Tika T1X in a uh, Oryx chassis. And so I signed up, just was went for it. Um, I actually did did pretty well. Uh, I would say I finished probably, I, don't know, I think I finished number 10. And, you know, I didn't do great. It was my first match. It was my first time doing doing anything where I was having to dial precision scope during the match. Um, and my key takeaways, number one, um, who you compete alongside is a huge factor in, in, in just mental, mental game. I didn't know it when I signed up, but the people who were in my squad, because when I signed up, I think I was the first one to sign up and get squatted. So I just squad one. Why not? Uh, and turns out that like five of the other people in my squad were the people who win the thing every time they run it. So here I am, first timer, watching the champions every time, watching how they do it. And of course, they're offering me like, hey, do you need to use this? Do you need to do, do you need my bag? Do you need, and I'm like, I appreciate it. But no, I'm going to go for what I've got. Uh, but it was really interesting to, to watch how they were, how they ran through the stages. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, just, you kind of feel a little bit of extra confidence from that. Um, but these are things I did not do well. Number one <laughs> is... Did you drink water? Yes. No, I, <laughs> I remembered that one from Appleseed. So I definitely, I definitely had my pack with a, with a three liters of water. Um, now, the, the first thing I learned was keep your gun lubricated. Yeah. For whatever reason, I actually didn't lubricate the bolt on my, on my Tika. And I started having feeding malfunctions by about the second stage because I would run it and then it would catch the rounds below it. Um, I borrowed somebody's loop and fixed it up after like a stage or two of this causing problems. Um, but that gets to problem number two I had, which was I didn't actually bring along a way to carry extra magazines. So I was just shoving them in my pocket. <laughs> um, so, you know, in a stage where you're only expected to shoot eight rounds and I load 10 in the magazine and I don't think I'm going to have to reload, that doesn't seem like it'd be a problem until you have a malfunction. And now you're wasting time trying to fix a malfunction and saying, screw it, mm-hmm. j- ripping the magazine out and then going to fish the other one out of your pocket when you're all like in a weird kneeling position, it didn't work. Like it yeah. just, it ate so much time. Um, so pro tip I have learned since then is that if you have a, uh, S tac Kiwi, like a little pistol, pistol magazine holster, Tika T one X magazines fit great right in the top of that. And you just rip it out. Um, so that was number two. Um, number three, and this is not a negative that I learned, but it's something more that was just, I thought was really cool. And that is trust the math. Um, so I did, you know, I did all the ballistic work. I had had my chrono numbers. I was shooting Lapua Center X. So I had all my chrono numbers, my averages, standard deviations. I ran all the numbers through JBM ballistics. And I had my, my, my dope cards, which I didn't ever use because it turns out that every stage, you know the distances, so it's easier to run your numbers right there for yeah. every target. Um, but it worked. You know, if the tar- thing said, hey, you need to dial 6.2 mils, Okay, I'll trust it. Dialed six point two mils, dead on. You know, um, how, how was the wind, wind? By the way, uh, wind actually was was not bad that day. I shot okay. competitions there before with thirty knot winds, and that that was terrible. <laughs> yeah. um, but no wind wind that day wasn't too bad. So I never, I don't think I ever missed a shot in the wind, except for the one. There was one target. It was a bonus stage, where the target was at four hundred. 480 Plus? yards, okay. 480 yards, 480 meters. Um, I hit two out of three out of two, three out of 10 on that one. Uh, 
Okay. Um, but that was also because my scope ran out of, I couldn't dial any further. Uh, and my reticle also was like on the last possible <laughs> notch of like the tree. Yeah. And I, so I was, I was just like having to guess. Hope it a prayer. Yeah. I was yeah. just guessing. <laughs> so what's your big takeaway from that? Like, I liked reading your, your articles on specifically you. Again, you're an everyday marksman. That's your handle. So, um, and it's specific to you and how your experiences were. But um, specific to that, what's your thoughts? On, what's your goals for it? Because you do actually write about establishing goals in that as well. Yeah. So, I don't know, my goal for that one, honestly, was, was I really wanted to both... I wanted to test the things that I had been writing about were actually, you know, correct. Mm-hmm. Um, that hey, like this is how this works. This is this is the best way to approach this one. I was so I was testing that. I was validating my own equipment, um, which was you know was pretty apparent pretty quick that that was fine, except for the not lubricating the bolt. Um, and I think it was honestly just to have fun. And that, that, that's the thing has been lately is fun is allowed. Yeah, uh, a lot of people get super serious and everything. They forget that, like, you know what? It's okay to go have fun with something. So that was, I would say, that was probably the big ones. I didn't really have a specific goal. Something okay. I will add, though, I thought was a really a good takeaway that I think it speaks back to marksmanship fundamentals. Is that one of the stages was forty about forty meters standing. So you had to stand at forty mm-hmm. meters, and the target was a little rack that had like the you know, playing card shape. So a spade, a diamond, a heart. And it was, they're about, about that big, but standing, holding up this rifle. Uh, and I would say about two thirds of the squad I was on struggled with that. They were so used to resting the rifle up on bags um, and doing that positional thing that holding the rifles up in a traditional standing with a sling, I actually have them didn't even have a sling. You know, I was the only one running a sling the entire day. Um, but I, I, I mean, not to brag on it, I drilled those targets really quick. I just, awesome. it just, just nailed them because that was something I had actually practiced a lot um, was standing, shooting from the standing. Um, so that's her bonus. That was another good thing I really enjoyed about that one. It validates, you know, what you have practiced so far. Awesome. Okay, you get, to try that, uh, yeah. you get to try that hasty sling from Appleseed, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, forgot what, I forgot what sling I was actually running that day. I think it was a short action precision. Okay. Um, yeah, a sap sling. Okay. So one of the things uh, we're going to tie this up and wrap things up but before we do, uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about the challenges. You have a lot of, like you have a section specifically for challenges. So oh, yeah. target challenges, challenges, different things, marksmanship challenges. Yeah. yeah. So uh, there was one in there, which was the Minutemen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Go Get Better was another one that I saw. Which yeah. I oh, yeah, the, go, the go-getter. Yeah. The go-getter, right? Uh, the 12-mile ruck. Um, a couple of our friends of ours are doing that currently right now, and they're doing great at it. They challenged us to do it. Yeah, none of us did it. <laughs> the, one of my <laughs> latest favorites is the kettlebell mile. I can check that uh, out. Yeah, okay. And then pistol fundamentals as well. So uh, you have actual targets in there that people can print off, and they can upload or upload and print off and then go and do it. So um so any other challenges or anything that you have coming out or you want to tell people about it? So, so the funny that the Marksman challenges, there's a bit of a history there of, okay. 
Um, so I had started, I had started a, a community aspect to all this, you know, a few years ago where there was a message board and people post, and I had all these things where you could earn badges for doing the challenge. So if you go back to all the old ones, you see like there's different badges with stars and things on them. And the idea was, it was, it was, you know, in the education world, we call it gamification. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like earning achievements in video games. Um, but I mean, the forum eventually went away. It, it just, it, 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 it was fun to have, but we switched over running discord. Um, anyway, so that's kind of where it all takes place now, which doesn't do badges, but I still do the challenges, but originally they were once a month and the goal of every challenge was to test some aspect of what, what the everyday marksman is about, whether it's fitness, the rucking challenge, or it was a skill set, um, such as like building a survival shelter in under, I think it was under a minute mm-hmm. or under a minute and a half. Um, or it was a straight marksmanship challenge, the rifle or pistol. Um, so those were all fun. Some of the ones like go getter was just about do you, how do you set a proper goal and then and then go go achieve it you know some and that came out of a belief that a lot of times people are really do well mentally when they can get those small wins mm-hmm. you know just set a goal holds we're here to help hold you accountable to it and then go achieve it um there was another one in there i think it was like the peer trainer which is just like hey yeah come back to the community and teach others how to do something that you know how to do, like make a video about how to do it. Um, again, getting that idea of community sharing, sharing with others, what you know how to do. Yeah. Um, so I don't post them monthly anymore. Mostly at this point, it's uh, when something comes up that, Hey, I think that would be a good one to do. Then I'll, then I'll post it. Um, and that, that gets to the whole, right. How often do I post stuff? So that's a, whole separate rabbit hole but it, it basically comes down to like there are certain rules of the internet if you want to be a content creator that you have to post every so often yeah. Um, yeah so and unfortunately for me that tends to make me run in waves of burnout at times because I'll, I'll get into a phases where especially running three different avenues now where i gotta write an article a week i gotta post something on youtube a week and i gotta do a podcast every week on top of having a pretty busy day job and a, and a family with a toddler. So, you know, if I actually try to do all of that, it ends up in some pretty bad burnout and that doesn't help anybody. So um, now it's kind of, I can write up right every week and then I'll alternate back and forth between YouTube and, and thing. And it's really, I'm not in it anymore to try. And if there was a time where I was like, I'm going to make this my full-time job. Like I'm going to, I'm going to leave my job and be an internet guy. And then I, after I saw what that was going to take, and it turns out that if you run a gun website, that's way that's more, not way more <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because literally everybody does not want you to succeed. Yeah. Um, yeah. So no, now I kind of backed off of that. Now it's it's when I think there's a good idea. Yeah. So, uh, so you talked about a little bit you're on Project Maple Seed, and uh, there's some targets there. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, upload them, try them out, see if you like them. They're a little different. Oh yeah, it's funny because I was I was I was I have actually the PDF open right now where I was looking at like so, some of these things. I'm just like I really like the way this is structured, and of course I would give like I'm not going to like steal credit for that. I would be oh, like, hey, go I ahead. got this from Project Maple Seed. <laughs> but like, so, like, but like, well, there's one I've got here that's um, I was planning on doing this one. Was it this one here? It is. Uh, no, I'm, you can't see my screen, but it's uh, it's, well, it's challenge number six. Take your time, and it's three columns. Oh, yeah. And there's like, there's different, different size circles with decreasing size. So everyone has increasing points Yeah. Um, and you get 10 rounds and you got to make decisions. Like that's the kind of thing I love is, is like, there's one I did recently about called make effective decisions yep. or uh, make effective choices, MEC challenge, which is similar where it's, there's three size targets on this piece of paper and you don't have much time or ammo. So you have to choose 
do you take the easy shot or do you try and game it and go for that extra difficult one that knowing that if you miss anything, you're done, like you get nothing. Yeah. So. Yeah. By the way, I saw that you hit the shingle. So on your article <laughs> that you posted about maple seed or uh, apple seed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know that was, that was so frustrating, honestly, that, that I, 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 uh, I, I hit the shingle but I couldn't I couldn't get the patch because my my brain was just not able to hold it together right. for the uh, particularly yeah. particularly the kneeling stage. That's the one that got me the most. You know what the difference is? The difference is it's you're not actually shooting for a patch when you're doing the red coats. Oh yeah. For those of uh, those know about apple seed, yeah. you're shooting a red coat target. So you're actually not earning it's a fun target now. Mm -hmm. So you're relaxing. Yeah, there's nothing there's nothing hanging in the balance. The outcome depends no. on this. Well, actually, <laughs> so Adriel is the shoot boss for Project Maple Seed out in Alberta. And I'm here in Ontario. So we everything's a contest with us. So they're actual measurements. We, we call them the Mad Minute as opposed mm -hmm. to uh, the Red Coat target. There was a sandwich on the line. For which which <laughs> province could produce better, more improved results or more improvement? I mean, yeah. there's food on the line. That's always the motivator. <laughs> <laughs> I even like, tried putting the pressure on people. It didn't work. <laughs> I think that's what actually happened. People fell apart because they were feeling pressured. Yeah. No, I, but the, I, I the love the shingle thing. story, though. I love the story behind the shingle yeah. and why that matters. And like, whenever, so whenever, do you remember? That? Do you want to tell people about it? Oh, so yeah. so yeah. I mean, Daniel Morgan's rifleman. Like that's yeah. So all right. Um, so no, so now I now I feel like I have to go pick out one of the targets spot. and show it. <laughs> Do you have so, one there? Uh, they're in my crate, so you can't see. Okay. It. I have my gear crates behind me. I really don't I want anybody to like watch me have to go dig around in that to find it. Okay. So I'll just have to describe it. Okay. Um, and you have to tell me if I'm wrong. All right. Hold you to it. So the whole story goes: Daniel Morgan's rifleman, Daniel Morgan, American Revolution. He yep. was a frontiersman, you know, and and a skilled marksman, and he he built up this unit of shooters. Who were credited with lots of interesting things. Um, I wrote a, actually a short biography of, of him um, as an article like early on, and but you had to like work to be in his in his group. And uh, you know they were. If anybody remembers the movie The Patriot with Mel Gibson, yeah. that character was a, was an amalgamation of several different people throughout the Revolutionary War. Um, not the least of which Francis Marion, but Daniel Morgan was in there too because Daniel Morgan was known for his tactics of shooting the officers and and being very accurate shooting from the tree lines not from open fields yeah. uh, and trying to pick out their targets which means they had to be very accurate with their with their kentucky long rifles and um so to join his rifleman corps um you basically were given a test you either they got a, a blue was a seven inch shingle and then they would set it out i don't remember how far now 400 meters 400 okay so you so you get 400 meters yeah there, there you go, go. So it's, it's a small, it's a small dot on there. Yeah. So you put that, at, at, they'd put a seven inch shingle out there and you got one shot. If you hit the shingle, you became a rifleman. If you didn't, you became a cook. Yeah. So uh, it's shot one shot out of a cold bore. And if you hit the shingle, then yeah, you joined his uh, rifleman. And if not, you're, you're making dinner for everybody. So <laughs> a lot of people want it. A lot of people wanted to join his uh, uh, group, but not a lot of people were able to. So. That's why I said, I and, saw that you hit the shingle. <laughs> yeah. And every time I take new, so every time I, I, I make it a point wherever I can to take new people out who've never shot before and just kind of run through the whole process of like, get them comfortable and then take them. But every time I do, I always bring one of those targets and I tell them the story. 
and see if they can do it. That's awesome. We should yeah. start doing that with um, with Mad Minutes then. <laughs> 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 our our as I said, our history is not the same, obviously. Um, but uh, one of the things before we uh, close out uh, the interview, but uh, so. I read through the truth about uh, air marketing, by the way. Uh, it's one of your better, or not one of your better. It's all your articles are really good. But obviously we have, uh, we have some interest in the air um, aspect of things because right now ours are mm. in our safes, nice and safe and not shooting anything. Um, but anyway, so I read through it, but I, the, there is something that you said that specifically uh, spoke to me. So I'm going to read it if that's okay with you. Uh-oh. All right. All right. So, so the truth about AR marketing, you said stay out of the caliber wars. Buy something that's good enough to be reliable and shoot it so much that it becomes second nature. Uh, buying a gun capable of a quarter MOA does not absolutely, does absolutely no good for you. If you're an eight MOA shooter, all the accuracy in the world doesn't account for a hill of beans if you can't make a wind call to save your life. I love that. Just have to say. So it, what it means is as a marksman, get the fundamentals under you and uh, and uh, practice and then, then go and buy that rifle, basically. Is that what you're kind of saying? Yeah. I mean, yeah. that, that's, that's it. Is it? Yeah. That's what I thought I, on the screen, you said that and you looked, you looked to your right. So, you know, I didn't know if you're asking about, no, that's, that's what it is. <laughs> it's, um, this is, this is the thing I beat the drum over the most when it comes to people who want to buy an AR-15 or really any rifle or any, any, any gun is the most important thing to you right now is that it needs to be reliable. Yeah. Period. Like that's the number one factor. Um, and then it doesn't need to be particularly great at anything. In fact, no, you know, another article is to say that the more you tailor any particular weapon towards a specific use, the mm -hmm. worse you make it at others. That's and uh, if you are a beginner who, who can't even take advantage of those extra special things because you're an eight MOA shooter, um, then it doesn't matter. And you're just chasing, you're just, you're just throwing money at something that's not going to do you any good other than showing off for Instagram, um, which, Hey, <laughs> I'm here for it. If that's what you want to do, yeah. but um, you know, and there's so many other little skills that go, go into things. Um, and the marksmanship fundamentals is just the one that gets lost in the wind so much because people assume that, well, I can, I can do this from a bench. I'm good. Yeah. Um, and what I can, and, and they'll say, well, I'll never use this in the real world is another one. So is it just to dispel that one? A um, few years ago, I did a small unit tactics class uh, in West Virginia. And, you know, here it is. We're, we're four-man teams, and we're, like, firing and maneuvering our way up a jungle lane with pop-up targets that are scattered out in front of us. And at no point throughout all of this, and you were having to take cover along the way, but at no point was I ever, ever able to take a proper kneeling position like you would an apple seed. You couldn't do it. The roots on the ground, those rocks under your feet, you're on a hill. But what stood out was... The fact that I had spent so much time practicing how to do that well meant that I didn't even think about it. I was just able, you're so yeah. ingrained in the movement of, all right, this is a proper position that even when you can't get a totally proper position, you your mind quickly goes to a good enough. Like it knows natural point of aim well enough to say, all right, well, that one's not going to work out. I can balance this way. Go. 
uh, and then you're up and going. And then also that goes to the fitness side, because if you're up and down every, every yeah. you know, dash 10 yards, go back down, get up, dash 10 yards, that's also exhausting. Yeah. I wore a heart, heart rate monitor on those and I actually got up into the <laughs> 160s, 170s. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Those, uh, yeah, lots of fun. Um, Adriel, anybody? I, you guys have been jumping in a little bit, but do you have anything for uh, for Matt before we let him go? Any questions? No, it's uh, awesome. Okay. I, agree, I agree with a lot of the stuff you're talking about. I yep. think. Uh, don't you agree? Of... I agree with a lot. What don't you agree with? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. Uh, that goes on my list. <laughs> Ilya has no problem hunt, telling hunt. me I'm wrong, so don't worry about it. Yeah, hunting rifles. Pe people get uh, stuck up on. Uh, oh, it's MOA or like three quarter MOA. It doesn't ah. matter for hunting. For a hunting yeah. rifle, does not matter. Uh, and. Every once in a while, you see someone, and, and some of the guys can actually make use of it. Some guys take their ELR setups hunting, and they can make use of it. A lot of guys take their bipod and all sorts of heavy crap on their hunting rifle, and it just makes for a miserable hunting experience. And they should have just gotten, gotten good at shooting so that they could make that shot standing at 100 meters and been confident about it rather than winging the deer or having to go prone because their gun was too heavy and they couldn't figure it out. Yeah. One of my favorite hunting stories. I've never, I've never done hunting, but um, the range I shot at Montana, where I, I got started with my ARs and was starting to do long range. I remember this was my one of my introduction to the to that hunter, if you know what I mean. Where I'm sitting at the bench, sighting in my my AR, and I'm doing okay. I wasn't a great shooter, I mean, so I'm doing okay. I'm definitely better than minute of pie plate. And um, one of these guys walks along and starts to ask me questions about it. About, oh, that's one of the AR. You ain't going to go hunting with that, are you? And I'm like, I don't know, maybe, you know, I could probably get a deer inside 200 yards with this. If I did my chart, he's like, he just scoffed me like, what? <laughs> you just see the rage in his eyes. Like, Whoa. <laughs> and he wanders away um, where, you know, puts on his real tree hat and breaks out his 300 wind mag um, and then proceeds to blast at a target that was a hundred yards away. And we're not talking, we're talking like a side and he didn't hit it. And said he's blowing out the side of the uh, side of the wood berm like three feet to the right of the target, and thinking, well, that's good enough to hit the deer. And I'm just like, that's Dude. why you think you need 300 wind mag. <laughs> wow. All right. Wow. I was about to tell him that. I just like to tell stories about him. <laughs> All right. Where can people find you? So where are you All right. Um, so the best place to find me, honestly, the hub of everything is everydaymarksman.co. Here, I'm gonna throw up on the thing again just because that's easier um so website is everydaymarksman.co.co a lot of people wonder where the m went um, mm -hmm. it's because <laughs> the domain the domain was taken um and they wanted me to buy it from them and i'm i, I couldn't afford to do it so i just i got a dot co domain so <laughs> have at it um so it is everydaymarksman.co uh, and that's pretty much the hub of everything from there you can get the articles the podcast is there it links to the youtube channel it links to the email list um, you know, the email list is, is, you know, and anything shooting related, it's the best way to help, help creators out is because so many of the other platforms will just kick you out for no reason, but the email list is mine. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I don't spam it. It's pretty much there to help. Here's new articles that come out or, you know, every once in a while, if I have kind of a bonus article that comes out, like I, I occasionally will write, re, like write reviews for magazines, um, and that's one of the things the, the website has gotten me the privilege to get to do is it to write publish stuff. So I won't, I won't publish my thoughts on certain things to the website because somebody else paid me to do it yeah. for them. Um, 
but it doesn't mean like if it's a, if it's in a thing here, look at this at five minute, here's my thoughts on this kind of, kind of video that comes out. So just like a little, little bonus stuff like that. But um, yeah, that's the way to find me. Awesome. Nice. Thanks for coming on tonight. Really oh, thank you for it. having me. I, I, it was a yeah. great time. Great conversation. And you know, Hey, if you're ever up a hair, come on up to a maple seed. Uh, <laughs> I shouldn't say it like that. It sounds like, well, yeah, we have an accent, don't we? Anyways. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not that accent. No, not that accent. But you're always welcome up here. And uh, yeah. yeah, hope to see you. Hope to see you uh, either up here or down there or, you know, you know, I'll be listening for sure. So yeah, thanks well, again. For appreciate it. On. Thank you for having me. All right. Awesome. Have a good night. Thanks. Thanks, thanks Matt. Good. Once again. Thank you, Matt, for joining us tonight and sharing what you do, your experience. And that was uh, quite the conversation and background. Very similar. Like, uh, as he was talking about all the stuff he did, it was like, oh, man, it's so, so like I work in a tech company. I started with my website. Yeah, first, right. And, like game practice writing, did the videos and now doing the podcast, too. I was like, oh, man, this is yeah. so similar. <laughs> <laughs> Adriel, yeah. I said, this is Adriel. He, he learned know. things faster, though. He's like all into the training, like early on, and I was dumb, and I just like did gadgets and uh, and gear and stuff like that for the first little bit. Yeah. I didn't get any training, and I was bad at uh, at shooting until I uh, until I got mm -hmm. that training in. I do think that you guys would be fast friends, though, if you did meet in person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. The probably seems like a thing going guy. on too. Yeah, yeah. His um his podcast and. Uh, his YouTube and everything. It's very well done, very well edited. So kudos to him on that. Mm -hmm. So just saying. Much better than we are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't say that. A little more <laughs> concise and to the point and yeah. Yeah. He has some really good guests. Oh my God. Really good. We've had really good guests too. Yeah. Okay. Don't get mad at me. Yes. We do. <laughs> we have some, He's still some. better though. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> Negative Nancy. Oh yeah. my god. Well, <laughs> let's uh let's move on to listener feedback. Listener feedback is sponsored by Armory DC Gunsmith. He's a full service gunsmith who specializes in firearms refinishing. He offers hot bluing, parkerizing, Cerakote finishes, as well as wood refinishing. Check out his online inventory of new and used guns, firearms accessories, optics, and more at dcgunsmith.ca. And you can find him on Facebook and Instagram under Armory DC Gunsmith. So we have a couple emails here. Um, Adriel, you want to take the first one? Have you guys heard anything about the release of the Canadian-made non-restricted Raven PCC from Lockhart Tactical? I recently read an article about its release, and it seems intriguing. It even has the option of a top charging handle like the liberal scary gun 15 ar the price seems reasonable just wondering if you've heard any more details or have any insider info thanks josh uh, not really inside info that's it's been in development for a couple of years now i think yes and it's actually good to well. see that they finally got their approval and are taking pre-orders on them and i i really like it because it seemed like it was closer to the fx9 where it had the ergonomics similar yeah. to an AR and yeah, like the, had the charging options, a, a charging handle, like a reciprocating or a fixed charging handle and on, on both sides. Um, I would be really leery of a, of a pre-order on a gun. That's like, that's been in development for that long and hasn't, uh, 
hasn't been released by like a common firearms manufacturer. Yeah, it's Lockhart though. Yeah. Lockhart, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Mm, pre-orders like yeah. first first gen guns are risky. I know. Yeah. I was just happy to see that the pre-orders finally come out because it's been sitting out, there yeah. for a while. Well, and, and right. like all, it's it's great to get all the um, competition. Like I love that we're getting more competition in Canada for this kind of thing because are, yeah. um, there is room in the market for a good competition nine millimeter PCC. People mm -hmm. right now are using like the Ruger one, which is like it's it's good. Like there, there's there's some really good parts to the Ruger PC carbine. Yeah. Um, but there's some parts of it that just aren't made for competition. They're made to be like yeah. more practical, right? It doesn't have like go fast gamer parts on the mag release or on the bolt release or any of that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah, and right. uh and, and it would be cooler if it did, but um I mean, there, that just leaves room in the market for someone else to to provide that kind of thing. Yeah. All right. Hey. Uh Mo, you want to take the next one? Sure can. Uh, good day, Slamfire. Just wanted to follow up with my story from November and give a big shout out to Gray Birch. I had sent back a Gray Birch barrel as I was having troubles with the with accuracy. As a resolution, Gray Birch sent me a new fusion barrel and receiver at no cost. Awesome. Great customer service. I felt so bad I bought a bolt from them as well. <laughs> had to do some filing to my SBI chassis and the factory trigger group to get it to fit, but it worked out. Only been able to get it out to the range for a quick test, but pre preliminary results are that it's a, at least a 1 to 2 MOA, more accurate with the original GB barrel uh, factory receiver build. Please tell everyone you know that GB is a great company to deal with that stands behind their products. Thanks for the content. Keep it up. Cole. Yeah. Nice. Thanks for that, yeah, Cole, for nice. uh, letting us how it resolved itself, or not really resolved itself, but yeah, Grey Birch is... Uh, they're really trying hard to, and they do stand behind their products. So. Good. Good job. That's awesome. We have uh, nothing from Patreon, Instagram, nope. or Facebook reviews. If you'd like to send the show an email, you can send it to slamfireradio at gmail.com. And if you'd like to be a Patreon or Patreone, you can go to Patreon, search up Slamfire Radio, and support your pledge and we really appreciate any donations anybody gives mm -hmm. uh anybody got any shout outs or recommendations yeah thanks to well pre-thanks i guess to my uh friends and family for coming out and helping me build my gun room this weekend hopefully it goes well <laughs> yeah. <I hope> so <laughs> too. hopefully yeah <laughs> well you know how these projects go right you mm -hmm. get building you're like oh we need some of this kind of lumber or we need these screws or we're short on these hinges or there's always like little bs that gets in the way yeah. so i or... i hope i've gotten most of the stuff like prepped so that it's just build 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 and it gets it just whips right through right nice. you never know yeah yep. all right kelly uh, I just want to say thank you to Matt for uh, coming on tonight. I sent him a message in the middle of the night and he responded right away. So thank you for doing that. Stay up uh, in the middle of the night and answering emails. Um, and I also wanted to say thanks to the ladies that were on the show for She Shoots. If you haven't actually uh, had the opportunity uh, to check it out, go and download it because you can now listen on Spotify. You can listen on whatever, whatever podcast app you can cool. listen on to. Uh, so it's available on those apps. It's also available on YouTube as well as Facebook. So Facebook Live. So um, yeah, go and, go and do that. 
Nice. Thanks. Yep. Well, nothing for me tonight. I have nothing either. So, you want to give a shout out to ATF? <laughs> Not yet. Oh, a Not shout. Yet. Yeah, a shout. <laughs> Sorry. You know, maybe if you if you bring a dog uh, for them to like, <laughs> like, too much. Yeah, you don't even have to finish that. I know where you're going. <laughs> and with that, we're gonna sign off. So go check us out on Gun Owners of Canada. Give us a like on Facebook. We are currently at two thousand nine hundred sixty-five. Yeah, we need to raise We're that Looking up. to get to 3K. So like, share, subscribe, YouTube, Facebook, all the places. Uh, also give us a review. Join the CCFR, and we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.